Holy Toledo. What a week two of NFL football. It's now Tuesday. I wanted to wait until the full slate of games since we had two Monday night games to give my thoughts. And I'm glad I did because Jalen Hurts, not too bad. Not too bad playing quarterback for the Eagles. And, you know, it's funny with all these rebuilds and retooling and giving up first-round picks and trading Carson Wentz and this and that, people think you're years away from contending nowadays in the NFL. No, you can really change on the fly. And look at the Eagles, made the playoffs the very next year, and looks like they might make the playoffs again here with the way Jalen Hurts is playing. Definitely want to hit on Trey Lance. He's batting leadoff. The Miami Dolphins have won some games. New York Giants have won some games. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers won their first, kind of mirroring, as he said, their season last year. They got on track against Miss Taylor's Chicago Bears. And New England Patriots got on the board. You know, we're just going to talk about week two, give our takes. Aaron Judge, he's on pace for 60 home runs. And it's unfortunately, it's kind of taking a backseat to the NFL and really just uh, the sports world at large, which is a shame. But he's having one of the greatest seasons in history. And I want to touch on him. So it's episode 96 of the podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. I just ended my work day and I went outside to pick up the mail and I noticed that there were three packages on my doorsteps, all from Amazon. Amazon is now the most efficient and effective company at getting me anything that I need, whether it's consumer goods, um, medicine, homeowners appliance, what have you. It's it's there at my doorstep that day. Me and Miss Taylor, we had three packages. Two of them were mine. Was an adapter for the wall. The other was toothpaste. Miss Taylor got some beauty product. I know it's going to be there. I know it's going to be there the next day, and if not the next day, then the day after that. Two day prime guaranteed. And you can say what you want about Jeff Bezos, and I'm going to get into him on his Thursday night football. Uh, so it's going to be a full Amazon podcast. But there's something to be said about knowing what you're going to get. 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo, they know what they're going to get. You know the type of player he's going to be. He's going to throw a what-the-hell interception every now and then right into the defender's hands. You're going to wonder what the hell was he thinking, what the hell did he see. But you know when it's all said and done, he's going to have the engagement. He's going to have the huddle, and he's going to have the offense down pat. Trey Lance got injured yesterday on a run up the middle. He was put in harm's way. And I'm not even saying Kyle Shanahan was doing the wrong thing. That's what you get with his game, though, because he's not Jimmy Garoppolo. He does not know how to orchestrate the offense. The receivers, you got Debo Samuel, you got Trent Williams, you got a team that's ready to go to Arizona and compete for a Super Bowl. At least, you know, compete this season in hopes of getting to the Super Bowl. You got a ready-made team, and you're throwing Trey Lance back there? It's funny that Mike Silver, he's now with uh, the San Francisco Chronicle, formerly of NFL Network, he wrote that several players texted him saying, we're a better team now that the starting quarterback got injured. Think about how nuts that is. The starting quarterback gets injured, and the team is now relieved, in a sense, because the better quarterback is playing. $6.5 million. Kyle Shanahan has to be relieved. Not that he's not disappointed because Trey Lance is now injured, but he was basically forced to go into the season playing him as the starter. And we all know, 
you can, I guess, not believe the reports. I've seen too many of them, and I know too much about his offensive philosophy. He wanted Mac Jones. He didn't want Trey Lance. And now he's got a quarterback that's more compatible to the way he wants to play. I'm not ruling out once again at the end of the year. He didn't do it last year. I'm not ruling it out once again now that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be a free agent that Kyle Shanahan might leave the 49ers at the end of the year. He might even say to Jimmy, have your people, call my people, we'll stay in touch about what your plans are after the year. Now that he's the starting quarterback again, does this not maybe change Trey Lance and his uh, 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 future with the organization? I would think it might. It depends on who has the sway in the building. It seems that Kyle Shanahan does, but if you're Jed York and the owner, are they going to say, you know, we put a first-round pick into this guy, we're paying him $60 million or whatever the hell it is, he's going to be on the team in 2023. They might do that. They should not be opposed to shipping him out, getting a, a fourth-rounder for him. I know you gave up all those picks, but at some point, go with what you know. Amazon, I know it's going to be there. The next day, Jimmy Garoppolo, could he get injured? Yeah, he might miss a couple games, but he's not injury prone like everybody wants to think. He, he, he suffered a torn ACL on a non-contact play. He's had a couple freak injuries, but when he does play, you know what you're getting. You know what's going to be there. Trey Lance, too much unknown. It's now going to be three years, 2020 during his senior year of college, plus the two in the NFL, Three years in total, he hasn't played football. Do you really want to bet your future on that? After what you've seen with Shanahan, with Garoppolo, with the team building around him? Go with what you know. It's a safe move, and it's a pretty damn good move. It's gotten to you a Super Bowl and an NFC Championship game. I will say for the Arizona Cardinals... I don't love their quarterback. I don't love what he's made of. I don't love all the things that he says. I think sometimes he quits on his teammates or he gives the body language that he does, but that guy dazzles. That guy is supersonic. He reminds me of the guy with the blue hair. I don't even know what he is, but he was on the Pokemon card uh, back in the day. Or What was Sonic on Pokemon? I think there was. I remember watching him on TV and how he... Uh, was outrunning everybody on the little video game, and that's what Kyler Murray looks like sometimes. He is fantastic. And Cliff, the guy knows how to design offense. I look at some of these plays, and he's putting his receivers in good position to make big-time catches, and they're great in the passing game. They're not a shitty team by any means. I think they have the capability sometimes of being an absolute disaster. I do not think that their season is going to turn out well the way they want it to, but... Hat tip to them, 20-point deficit at halftime, dead in the water through six quarters. This season, they looked awful through six quarters, including week one, and they came back and won the game. Good for them. His throw at the end of the game, while I thought mechanically, kind of looked a little bit off, he put it right through the keyhole, touchdown, Cardinals victory. So got to give it to them. Uh, I think that they are great offensively, and Kyler Murray you know, he's the type of guy you do want to sign up to a contract, but when he says some of the things, when he's playing video games and you got to put in a homework clause, it, it's just kind of a red flag for me, but they got a W this week and hat tip to the Arizona Cardinals. The other game that I was watching and me and Ms. Taylor were actually having some breakfast 
um, when we were watching this one. I guess it would be brunch. We went to Yoke Lore here in St. Louis and uh, fantastic biscuits and gravy. If you're not about health smoothies and uh, protein bars and, and fasting and um, you know not eating for 12 hours and drinking coffee, if you're into eating like me, biscuits and gravy, Yolk Lore, um, they have pancake dippers, so you don't even have to cut the pancakes. You just dip them in the syrup. It, it was amazing. And then you watch NFL football. You watch the Buccaneers and the Saints. And it turned into a Buccaneer brawl with Marshawn Lattimore and uh, Mike Evans. And they're going to be suspended. I think it's just Mike Evans, actually. And it was a turning point in the game, and I did not think it would turn out well for the Bucks. But credit to Brady and Tampa Bay. They won ugly for the second week in a row. And I think it bodes well, but I'm not totally sold because Tampa Bay, mentally, physically, on offense, they look so out of sorts. And I don't have a whole lot of confidence that it's not nothing, but I'm not totally sold that it is something. Because Tom Brady has always found a way to win in his career. And now this Tampa Bay offense is too. A lot of the same faces. So I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. But the way Tom is yelling at his offensive lineman, throwing tablets, he's pissed off. It makes you think they're so far away from being a great unit. And meanwhile, you got the offense that is playing out of their, or uh, the defense rather, that's playing out of their mind. They look great. They look like the best unit in football, maybe outside of Buffalo, who destroyed the uh, 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 the Tennessee Titans yesterday. So, th- any way I look at it, I could see it going either which way. I'm not sold on it. And when you look at the other sideline with the Saints, I still think they're a doggone good team. Jameis Winston, is he going to throw his interceptions? Yeah. Probably. I think he's cut down on him and he's doing a better job, but he's never going to be a uh, a 10 or fewer interception guy in a season. He's just not. He, he's going to throw double digits and it's probably going to be close to like 15 a year, averaging close to like one a game. He's going to turn the ball over, but he's also going to throw the ball deep and he's going to have some connections. And if you can have a capable offensive line paired with a good defensive coordinator, aka Dennis Allen, the head coach, I still like New Orleans chances and it was a close game and they always play the Buccaneers tough and the Panthers, they look awful through two weeks. And I just don't think beyond Tampa Bay, they're, they're really going to have much competition. So New Orleans, I think they have a head coach. I think they draft well. I think they got maybe the best wide receiving core in the NFL. So while they lost this game, I don't think they stack up well against the best teams yet, but they could be on their way once we get down the road here into November and December. So kicking it back to Thursday, where the Chiefs and the Chargers kicked us off for Thursday Night Football. Another great game. Big time guts from Justin Herbert. I love what I see out of this guy physically and just his feel for the offense. He seems like he's getting held back a little bit by Joe Lombardi, who they ran a pretty sophisticated offense for a guy uh, in his first couple of years. Uh, last year, but now they kind of seem to be throwing the handcuffs on him. Let it rip. This guy's got a cannon. He knows what he's doing. He never looks overwhelmed. He never looks confused on a play. There's never anything broken down. Feed him a little bit more. What are you doing? And, you know, obviously the guy is hurt. So maybe towards the end of the game, that's why they were holding back the reins on the play calling. But that's also a great testament to him playing hurt. That is one thing that 
There's no statistic for that. I love PFF. I think they do a great job. I look at their stuff, but you cannot measure a throw, a pass, a completion, a drive after you've been knocked down, after you had Chris Jones go full 280 pounds on your ribs just two plays before, and then the succeeding play, you get sandwiched by, I think it was Frank Clark, and uh, I forget. But the guy was beat up, and he was still completing passes and driving the Chargers down the field. They fell short. I think Chargers are just a little bit uh, less of a team than the Chiefs, but they could beat them second go-around later on in the year. But the main takeaway from this game for me, Amazon Prime. Absolutely a smashing success. I didn't know about Kirk Herbstreet. I didn't know about him going with Al Michaels, but you know what? They kind of got back to the basics. I saw it with Al. He was kind of back to his old school. I've listened to past baseball games and football games when Al Michaels was younger. He kind of got back to his traditional structure, talking about the game, talking about uh, the uh, rapport with the coaching staff and their uh, pregame meetings that they had, touching on that. Because a lot of the stuff with Collinsworth, it's a lot of back and forth which, you know, you build that over the years. But with Herb Street, you don't have that. And Al Michaels, Herb Street, while it's not there quite yet, I did think it was a good first broadcast for that. And just the futuristic feel, you got the baritones and the trumpets, I think it was, if I'm not a music guy, but their uh, segue music they had when they would cut to commercials and then their pregame music, I thought it was cool. I loved it. And I'm a traditionalist at, at its core. But that futuristic thing where you got like the, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just like mystical and, you know, it's like you were watching uh, a sitcom on Netflix and uh, they're trying to give you a feel for what the news anchor and what the the score bugs would look like. It was just really cool. And then you go to Sunday and Sunday ticket is on the fritz and I cannot watch the other games beyond what I'm getting on my local feed. So I was stuck to the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Saints and then it was the Steelers and the Patriots, which, you know, that latter one was a dud uh, most of the game, even though it was close. So I had to flip over to the Yankee game and watch baseball, which, you know, love watching baseball, but not on Sundays. Sunday ticket, cannot wait until they ditch DirecTV because it is an absolute embarrassment. Okay, granted, I'm not paying for it. I'm tapping into my mom's DirecTV package. Thank you, mom. But at the same time, I want to be able to watch the game, and I don't even know that you're going to be reliable on Sunday. So that cannot get to Jeff Bezos quick enough. Please, to God, pay whatever you have to pay, Jeff, and get Amazon with Sunday ticket because I want to know that I can watch the game. I don't want to sit down on Sunday, plan out my whole day, and then not be able to watch and connect with the games, especially if it's a big game because sometimes there's a lot of good ones and not everything can be on your local feed in prime time, I got to have multiple tablets going. So what I saw out of TNF, Amazon, you know, it's going to go to someone after this year. And I think Jeff Bezos, he had a very, very uh, uh, timely events with Thursday night football kicking off and then Sunday ticket hitting the Fritz in week two. I say you give it to Bezos. So it was a few years ago I was walking... Uh, I guess it would have been last year. I was walking Miss Maisie uh, around the park and I saw a dad and his son playing catch and, and taking ground balls. And as we're walking, it's a big park. I'm walking along the sidewalk. The dad is giving instructions to the kid like, hey, keep your glove down. Uh, 
uh, move your feet this way, uh, make sure when, you know, just giving them the, the, the go around on how you feel to ground ball here. And the kids, you know, getting tired. Um, he's whining a little bit. He's saying, yeah, yeah, I got it. And the, the dad is screaming back at him. Uh, you know, telling him, I told you to do this. And, you know, all of a sudden he's throwing his bat on the ground. He's all angry. And the kid just looks miserable. He, he doesn't seem to be having fun. And it reminds me of sometimes you cannot control your environment. This kid could love baseball, but he's got a dad who is not going about it the right way. And look, it's hard. Not a dad probably is a lot to it. So maybe this guy's trying his best and he's just letting emotions boil over. But it is having an effect on the kid, most likely. And when I was watching that game with Joe Burrow, all I could think about is how this guy is being asked yet again to pull a rabbit out of his hat, throw for 400 yards, and drop back 50, 60 times, and throw four or five touchdowns. That's what he was asked to win the game in Dallas. They fell short. The Cowboys won. They had a a good comeback, mounted a comeback, but it makes me think about the team building that Mike Brown, the owner, who, again, medals just as much as Jerry Jones, but Jerry Jones has America's team, and he's got more money, he's more public, yet Mike Brown, the owner, is also the general manager and has as much sway and personnel decisions with the Bengals than as uh, Duke Tobin, the general manager, and Zach Taylor is the head coach, so you have this head coach who is not calling any runs, even though you have Joe Mixon in there. It's like he's just absent from the game in critical situations. And Joe is just asked to, again, bombs away down the field. And it's led to him getting some uh, some hits, some blows from an offensive line that is not any better than it was last year. I know they got three new guys, three guys that aren't very good, and they're not playing any good. And it just makes me think you cannot overcome bad management. You cannot overcome those that are making decisions for you. And you saw it in Green Bay. Mike McCarthy, he wasn't exactly making the best decisions for Aaron Rodgers. I'm wondering if Joe Burrow is going to be doing the same thing because the owner ain't changing. And the owner ain't going to fire himself from a general manager. And the head coach, he might get fired, but if you just go the same old route with hiring off Sean McVay's coaching tree, may not work out. Or if you just go with a young coordinator who had a good year offensively the previous year, may not work out. You don't really have faith in Mike Rowe making a good head coaching decision. He made one good one with Marvin Lewis, but the rest of his, uh, you know, his uh, meddling and just not being smart enough to stick in his lane. You wonder if Joe Burrow, he went to a Super Bowl last year, but is he just always going to be asked to do this? Much like Matthew Stafford with the Lions? You just hope that it doesn't turn into that, and if not, Burrow may not be a Bengal forever. I uh, might have hit on this in previous episodes, but it, it begs bring it up again because he was absolutely phenomenal yesterday. Just an instinctual football player. I think he, he had said when him and uh, Sirianni were going back and forth last year during a game, they were having some words, and uh, media was thinking maybe that they were pissed off at each other. But then Jalen Hurts said, no, I'm a son of a football coach. Like It's all good if I get a little ass-chewing from, from my head coach here with the Eagles. And yesterday evening, Monday Night Football against the Vikings, who came off a, a big win against Green Bay in Week 1, Jalen Hurts looks fantastic. Just looks like a football player. I, I don't think he's a complete quarterback by any means. 
But from when I first saw him at Alabama, first game, I think it was like 2017, I was at Mizzou. I went back uh, for the first game of the season after graduation, and it was kind of an eye-opener. Like, yeah, Pete, you should not be going back to college after you graduated college. Have not been back since. That was the first time I saw Jalen Hurts play Alabama. I think they were down in Dallas, primetime game. Then he went to OU, and now he's with the Eagles. I remember a kid that could not even throw the football. He could run with it, and he could you know, toss it to open receivers and, and, and scramble around and make an easy three- to five-yard throw. Now he's completing deep balls of 30-plus yards, 20-plus yards on a regular basis with the Eagles. And, you know, I, I was reading up months ago on, you know, how did he do this? And there's this quarterback coach who I don't know his name and I don't recall his name, but I better, I, I would hope that there are NFL quarterbacks who are trying to, you know, figure out the league and trans- transition from college to the pro game. You need to go to this guy. Because I have never seen a turnaround like Jalen Hurts from even his final year in college at OU to now. He looks like a mechanically sound NFL quarterback. Again, I don't love his game in totality. I think he's got some flaws. But from where he started to where he is now, have never seen that type of progress. He looks fantastic. And the Eagles can certainly win the division with him as QB. They have a uh, uh, an advantage here with the Cowboys having their starting quarterback be out, and the Giants and Commanders. You know they certainly they have their flaws too. Is he the long term answer for like ten years? I don't know. Could he be the starter for the next three years? Yeah, which I think the league is kind of trending in that way, just kind of having shorter stints with your quarterback play. He looks good, and more than anything, he's a football player, son of a coach, likes to be coached, great guy. Congrats to the Eagles. So when I was watching that Yankee game on Sunday, I had the uh, benefit of seeing Aaron Judge go Yahtzee twice, two home runs and a double. And I saw the first at-bat in the first inning. He hit a scorcher to center field, Tyrone Taylor of the Brewers, who they just continue to you know kill in September. They are, they are uh, uh, I think they call him Craig September or Counts. Council September for their manager. Milwaukee's just good, and I think they're going to sneak into the wild card. But the Yankees smashed him on Sunday, and Aaron Judge, he's on pace for 60 home runs. He's going to pass Roger Maris, barring that he doesn't get injured. And it's there's not a whole lot of publicity around it. I, I know in my baseball like world and my feed and everything that's pushing my phone, like I see it, and I know people are talking about it, but just the world at large, football is just so over uh, above the major league baseball circuit it's crazy but it's a big thing and you know kudos to Aaron Judge this this is the greatest walk year I have ever seen and historically it's just one of the greatest seasons you've ever seen with the way he is playing and hats off to him he's going to have a big contract in free agency he's going to go well over 300 he's going to go over 325 um you, you just want to know what are the years going to be. He's got to get an eight-year contract, I would think, that goes to 38 years of age. Now, who's going to give that out? Is it going to be his Bay Area Giants from his hometown? It's not typically their style. Uh, New York Mets, I could see it. I could see it because you got some contracts that will be well off the books uh, by that point in time. And uh, Cohen, you know, he, he obviously wants a world championship in the first five years. So 
Aaron Judge continues to smash the baseball. New York is just humming right now. The Jets had Flacco win in Cleveland. Uh, the Mets clinched 200th win for Mad Max Scherzer, former Mizzou product. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. And the Giants are 2-0. and So it's it's just a good time to be a New York sports fan if you are. Um, and then, I don't know, soon enough, the other major sports will, will happen because we're about to flip the calendar to October. But we will have episodes of the podcast before October, and you got to tell your friends about them. The podcast, at Pete4C on Twitter. Let them know that you can subscribe, review, anywhere where you get your podcasts. We appreciate the reviews. Need to push those more. Five stars. If you love the show, if you don't like the show, tell me why, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll make this more to your liking. But thanks so much for tuning in. We will see you guys next week. Next week.